Hi there and welcome back to the FFS podcast. Welcome back to the MWF series. This is episode number 8. Yeah, episode number 8 of the MWF series season 2. And today we're going to be talking about the North London derby, but not in the Premier League. We're looking here at the WSL or the Women's Super League and not the World Surfboard League as Google keeps telling me. time and time again when i type wsl uh but yeah it is the women's super league and uh yeah we're going to be talking about it with a an arsenal fan and a tottenham hotspur fan coincidentally or i guess not coincidentally uh it's the two same guests that we've had in our in season 1 when we discussed the nld in the wsl we've got harsh who is the probably the only spurs women supporter that i know of um so he's back again here and he's also been on the podcast talking about spurs men's team uh reviewing uh the men's games as well and next we've got unnati who is a an arsenal supporter um had her on the podcast multiple times i think we've done a couple of uh, draw reaction videos as well which you can go check it out on youtube it's available to everyone those are pretty fun and i'm glad we could have her back on here reviewing this all important nnd so i suppose unnati and harsh let's sort of rewind the clock back 2 hours after the final whistle was blown uh, so sorry 2 hours before the final whistle was blown um and this is you know the team buses arriving at the stadium uh, the team sheets are out and i just want to know how how are you feeling obviously arsenal top of the table spurs in with a I mean, in the Champions League places, and I just want to know how you were, how confident were both of you going into this North London derby? And Unnati, uh, let's start with you. So, you know, you you were flying high after last season with the change of coach and everything. So, how how did you, how confident were you going into this game? Uh, yeah, actually, if you say we were confident enough, uh, because given that we had played them twice already in the season, we were hoping that we would win, but. uh i guess we did <laughs> we did not yeah. Yeah. i know but like going in though you were riding high i think top of the table uh even higher than chelsea who everyone probably pipped as favorites given what they done last year but like in in a game like this does like form go out of the window for you i think you have to kind of in in that perspective you have to kind of look at the kind of schedule the team has had with Champions League games like we just played in on Wednesday, and then again a game on Thursday. Then again last week we had a game. So you know, these games that we are playing in constantly is it's kind of uh, obviously the players get tired, they are exhausted. So maybe not from a physical perspective, but also mentally, because of all the traveling that they've been doing like continuously. So mm-hmm. I think that has kind of. Uh, like you can see it's kind of affecting them right now but i mean it's a game you 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 have to get used to it i mean it's a game i think that should be the banner of every football game out there but harsh uh, the same question goes to you how confident were you going in the, because first you know we rewind the clock at, at probably a year ago and when we had this conversation it wasn't the best of times to be a spurs women supporter uh, let alone be a spurs supporter as a whole but Uh, here we are, and you guys are in the Champions League spot for now. But how confident were you going into this game? So 
I mean, I I don't think I was confident. So I mean, any Arsenal game is I mean, you go into any Arsenal game, any any Arsenal game in the women's uh, women's side, you go in thinking, okay, you'll be getting crashed. So that was the mindset before the game. But there was a, a sense of hope based on how our season had been going. Uh, there was a sense of hope even in the FA Cup clash that that we had against Arsenal. But that vanished away quite quickly. I mean, they, uh, we scored an early goal in that game, and I think we scored a, scored a bit too early for for our liking, and probably that that was the reason why we got thrashed five one. Was it five one or six one? Five five one, I think, at the end. Five one. So that there was a glimmer. Yeah, five one. There was a glimmer of hope uh, going in that maybe we will at least we, we won't be getting thrashed. That that was the only hope that I had. But but the way that uh, our uh, WSL season has been going, uh, I think based on that, there was a sense of hope that we we all had. We 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 have got a win against City and we've got a draw last week against United. So going in, we were going in strong. But th- that's how it is against Arsenal. And I don't think any of the Tottenham uh, Tottenham Hotspur women supporters who were thinking that at the end we'll make a point and at. We'll we'll talk about it later anyway. But uh, the draw was kind of a bittersweet moment because the way we played throughout the ninety minutes, we were thinking, okay, we should have won. But anyway, we we take the draw with both hands and move on. Okay, so let's talk about the game, right? So you spoke about the FA Cup draw, and you you kind of had the early goal there. And early goals, I know, in any sort of game, it's not a pleasant side. Like even when. We scored an early goal. I'm like, oh shit, this is too early. I I can't. You can't bear. Just like you can't help but think that at some point in time the other team is going to score. So if you score early, you may very well make sure that you score two, three quickly on the trot before you let the other team have a uh, you know chances. But in this game, it wasn't an early goal, but it was the first goal in the match. And I just want to know, Harsh, your thoughts on it. Like how how. How did you feel when the goal went in? Yeah, so uh, I think in the first half our chances were very limited. Uh, we kind of kept Arsenal at bay. I mean, they they had an early chance. I think at the very uh, very very start. I think forty fifty seconds into the game, I think Mead had, had a very good good chance, and they uh, hit hit the post as well in the first half. But from the second half uh, onwards, I think we were slowly growing into the game and getting into the box into the. Uh, near the near their box more than what we did in the first half. So uh, we were slowly getting the, I mean, not exactly getting the momentum behind us, but we were slight, slightly getting more and more into their box and kind of threatening them uh, on the counter situations. And the goal was was a result uh, of those one of one of those counter attack situations and kind of changed the whole complexion of the match. I think I remember uh, before. Uh, so, so when the second half started, around the 50th minute or so, uh, Mead again had a very very clear cut chance, and she hit hit Coppola directly uh, with a I, I think shot from five 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 to six yards. And post that, around for 49th minute, I think that chance landed around the 49th or 50th minute. And post that, I think we had a flurry, not not the great chances, but we had a, a couple of decent uh, uh, runs into their box and uh, decent shots on target. So. I think there was a sense of momentum change from there onwards, around the 50th minute or minute onwards, and we kind of limited Arsenal into uh, creating subpar chances till till the uh, till when when Midema, Midema scored in the 90th minute. Awesome, and Unuti, uh, 
I think when the goal went in and I mean, I don't know how frustrated you must have felt because it was one of the most scruffiest goals I've ever seen. Like the, the keeper made a couple of really good saves and then it just sort of, they pushed it into the goal rather than actually doing much. It just kept bouncing off everyone and then the final sort of just get into the ball, get inside the net. So yeah, what were your thoughts when you saw the uh, the goal itself, yeah, very, very frustrating. Uh, but you could see like in the, when you compare the first half to the second half, first half, there was so many chances. We were creating so many chances. Uh, like Harsh said, in the very first minute, uh, Beth Mead had a great opportunity. Then, you know, there was this one free kick that uh, Beth had where, you know, it just literally was, I think maybe a few centimeters away from going in because I'll tell you what I was celebrating and I did not even like you know it, it looked like it almost went in and then I was like I was celebrating and I was like oh shit it didn't go in so you know that was my reaction instantly then there was another Katie McCabe shot where it didn't go in it was just you know like hit the post again so first half even though we had like a lot of chances we created so many chances we didn't really capitalize on any of those and I think that's where, you know, we lost all of our points in, in that perspective. Second half, uh, usually Jonas is someone who, you know, as we've seen in the past, you know, he's someone, if something's not working out, he would immediately, you know, start changing his tactics, you know, uh, start substituting a few players and, you know, see if it works out. I was fairly surprised uh, by, you know, the kind of changes he made and at the times at which he made those changes. Because if you see, the goal was actually kind of a result of, you know, like I said earlier, uh, these games and these schedules that we have currently is not allowing many of the players to get any rest. So again, it felt like, if you if you notice, uh, Leah Williamson and, uh, you know, Beth Mead had, you know, clear-cut opportunities to maybe stop the ball. Even Noel Maritz, for the matter, you know, they had the chance to stop the ball. But they weren't able to. And then Lotta Wobinmoy was just standing there. And there was this one second, maybe, where she had, like, you know, the ball was at her feet and she had the opportunity to kick it away. And she wasn't able to because she froze. And obviously, it's it's something like, you know, it, she's a player, she's a human. You you can't blame her for it. But then, yeah. you know, it's, it's those chances where, you know, you could have not allowed the ball to go in. But it went in. Everyone was upset. But then post that, it was like for the 10 minutes after that goal, literally, I think within a few minutes, Spurs had another chance uh, where uh, Zadorsky was actually, uh, you know, she pushed the ball into the uh, box again where Ashley Neville actually missed a clear-cut chance. It was, it was a sitter, basically. The ball went high. Couldn't do anything. But then, uh, so, you know, those 10 minutes, it, it, it almost felt like, you know, the players were losing all sorts of hope. They were all over the place. It, it, it was a mess to watch to the point where I think I was so frustrated. I did not want to watch the match anymore. But after yeah, that, I mean, then, like, no, but I just want to, before you end off, and before I forget what I wanted to talk about, uh, the, the part you said about it being probably down to fatigue, like, do you think the lack of clinical edge and the lack of sort of like you mentioned the it that part before this go to go it was reactionary when uh, i think uh, who had the lot who had the ball at the end lot of women uh, yeah yeah so uh it was reactionary and at times yeah it just suddenly falls at your feet you're like oh shit what do i do and by that time you know the spurs uh the spurs women they already scored that but uh i yeah i just wanted to know how like 
this like is there no i mean do you think he should have rotated more given the champions league fixture and this or is there no squad depth like, what what is the situation there so see i'll tell you what we he's rotated well i am not going to deny that he has rotated well but then if you look at two players particularly leah williamson and noel maritz in the back he hasn't really rotated them much like if you see throughout uh, throughout the entire team like in the midfield like you know the forward lineup he's constantly kept rotating everybody but in the back those two other ones who have been constantly there and you can see like you know the mistakes had actually come in from there and towards the end this is what i've heard of twitter that uh, leah williamson actually was holding her hamstring and she was coming out so she was basically limping out so you can imagine that you know she forced herself to finish the game so much that you know she ultimately end up maybe injuring herself so previously looking at the past that we've had we we've had a lot of issues with injuries in the previous seasons but this season i think everyone was happy we have you know uh, new people in the uh, medical medical squad and everything so you know we can see those changes but you know there's still there, there's still a lot of changes that could have been made because surprisingly you know mana eva buchi she actually came in pretty late she was subbed in pretty late and that that was a question i think everybody you know who like every person who is an arsenal fan had that question on twitter yesterday like why was she not you know on the pitch earlier why was she right. you know in a maybe at the 80th minute or something and that was too late and the game the way the game was progressing if you go to see she thrives in that environment you know like sneakingly get the ball in like through balls and everything she's so good at playing that but with that said like like you said like you know should he have rotated more i was very happy when he you know actually was giving viv a vacation like a small mm. vacation and he said like you know go and rest it out completely we didn't have her for the game against brighton uh but you know i was very happy because because of that you could see that you know she played till the very end she didn't have to be subbed out earlier and because of that we were able to get that equalizer so yeah like in cer- certain instances jonas has said in the previous interviews as well that he, you know he plans on giving uh players especially from the ones who were playing at the olympics you know some rest of sorts but you know i think the backline is where really we need we need some time with it and we need some progress as well with it because Certainly, there are things that are not working out with their backline right now. Awesome, perfect. Uh, Harsh, talking about what Unity mentioned after the goal, you did have a couple of chances. Was that Spurs, Spurs's way of saying we're not going to try and make the same mistake that we had in the W uh, in the FA Cup, where if we get the early goal, we probably let them come on. Let's yeah. try and get as many goals as possible as early as like get if you're in a good form and. you know arsenal have just probably been shell shocked because they probably didn't expect spurs to score and so let's try and hit them and they're down so is that something that you think was the case yeah i think uh, the way we were playing in the second half it was mainly off of uh, kid graham and rachel williams so uh, i i mean i can't praise rachel williams enough the way she was holding the ball up all alone and then waiting for kid graham or ubagagu and others to come in it's it was really immense uh, i mean if you see both our attacks were i think the second one the the uh, the ashley neville chance i think that came off of of a of a corner and not from uh, that play from an open play but the, i think the initial goal that we scored was kind of from an open play i i i mean stuff to remember recall so uh, what my point is basically the, both the chances the goal and the chance that neville missed missed 
the ball went into the left side of the box and there was a knockdown to the right side and the chance came to the player on the right side so we were kind of playing having ha- having some decent uh, chances on the counters playing some uh, patterns waiting for the runners and so yeah i think the positive uh, mindset was there that we don't have to sit back and just guard our goal after uh, after uh, after scoring one and i think the, they they did learn from the fa cup game as well but i think it, it was mainly because how the players were at the that moment uh, in their minds they were really up and they were really uh, gunning to go and get get another goal hey gunning to go gunners uh, <laughs> yeah uh no i don't i'm pretty sure you didn't meet that but yeah nice one uh, uh, all right and unity for like obviously the equalizer came in like in the 92nd minute but until that time like were you thinking this could actually be spurs's game like they we don't seem to have the you know the finishing touches let's say for this particular game no offense harsh but i was not ready to lose against spurs <laughs> uh, i don't think no, any, uh, anybody i don't think anybody is ready like men's or women's like this is no but it's a north london derby you cannot expect us to lose to spurs <laughs> no yeah. in all seriousness though i'd say something before i talk about our touches copella was amazing okay she the you know as a goalkeeper i don't think i've seen like you know her doing like she she had a great game okay and you know the i think the goal post also kind of saved her a bit <laughs> uh, no but uh, in all seriousness though yeah but uh, i'll tell you something this was uh, if you notice these previous games i'm i'm glad we kind of drawed because uh, what happened in these past games is that you know we've been just uh, overlooking the you know drawbacks that we are facing and all the problems that we are having playing the game uh, because we constantly are winning you know four goals five goals six goals and nobody is noticing what's happening in the back what's what's going wrong and if you see like in all the previous games as well what's the point of creating these many chances if you're not able to capitalize on it because in the previous games as well it's like we've had so many goals on target but you know only a few of them have gone in as goals so even though you have that many shots you have that many shots on target you don't seem to you know have those many goals you know so again this was one of those cases where you know we created so much we had so many shots on target so many shots taken but none of them seemingly went in except for one so hmm. you know that's again something that you have to think of and then you also have to think of about the fact that what's going wrong in defense because i think that's the weakest point right now you have those many attacking players but what's happening in the back that's where you know see we 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 won the game against city and chelsea but you know city and chelsea are going to come back strong you never know we still have another fixture left with them so you know it's it's like you don't know how they are going to react and chelsea next time i mean we have those uh, fa cup final right now so that's that's a different case let's let's keep that on the side but you know that the reverse fixture that we are going to have away at uh, kings meadow you really think chelsea at home is not going to want to crush you for that insult that they had Yeah, I know. So yeah. you have to kind of sort it out because you know I think the one game where you know we could see the clear cut problems we were having was that game against Barcelona because that was that one game where you were literally like what the hell are we doing it it <laughs> actually you know it actually looked like you know we were one of those the the table end teams you know it, yeah, yeah, it really yeah. looked like that because they were that dominant and you it, you could clearly see the kind of problems that we were facing and 
I agree with you. Like, you know, Yunus has just come in. We need some time to, you know, kind of adjust and get tactics right. Let him change things and everything. But it seemingly looks so bad. Like, I was, I, I, I was per se very excited for that game. And I was like, what the hell is this? And also, I mean, the fact that you mentioned that the conversion rate isn't that great. It puts more pressure on the back line because you know your forwards are good, but they're not able to finish it. And you need to then defend those core lines as even if it's a 1-0 or a 2-0. So if you aren't defensively strong enough, you know, those one or two goals you'd easily concede at the back. So it's not like you're going to outscore opponents is what I'm saying. So no, but then, you know, the the, the the one thing that also happens is basically that, you know, counter-attacks become very difficult to, mm. you know, get used to. Because if you are actually pushing your ball forward and then, you know, the ball comes back, it's a it's a huge <laughs> counter-attack. And then, you know, the entire defense is ahead. Like, yeah. for them to push back again, you know, if you're not strong, like, you know, I don't know how to explain it. If you're not strong enough to, you know, at the back, yeah. then counter-attacks are going to be very easy for the team. Yeah, like no, we've that's... solved one problem, but then we still have so many other problems that we still need to solve. And obviously yeah. that's gonna take time. And I feel like you know, this is this is this has happened right now, is that everyone seemingly so interested in Arsenal right now. Everyone has that thing where, oh, you know what, they are gonna win, they're gonna win. And we've started basically forgetting about all the problems. They are they are being disguised now. Yeah. And this draw was very important because now everyone knows that, you know, we have problems. We need to focus on those problems and let's work on them instead of, you know, actually just thinking about the wins that we've had. Yeah. No, I, I get that. And a good start in the in a league is great. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not denying it's not good, but I sometimes feel like a second half, like, is the more important part. It's not. It's how you finish rather than how you start. In a way, sure, the great start. If you continue, then you'd say the start helped you build that momentum. But if second half goes down, then you're like, what's the first half done? Like it's it's of no use. You've got to only a certain amount. But yeah, I mean, uh, if you think about it, last season we had a great start. Go we first game against the yeah. Reading, then. Second game against West Ham, what, 6-1, 4-1. We were like constantly, you know, scoring goals and everything. And then you think about the way we ended. Yeah, yeah it, it was a yeah, shot shot. That January period, the injuries yeah. and then the game schedules and all that. Yeah, I, I could totally get it. Uh, Harsh, let, let me ask you uh, what... Okay, so before that, I mean, when I, when I saw the Mirama goal, I kind of... Small flashbacks to, I think, a year ago where again she scored off the corner. That was a brilliant goal. This was... A simple header. That was the biggest contrast um, from that. But Harsh, like, Spurs still remain in the hunt for the Champions League places. City will be playing Chelsea. So, I mean, in terms of, like, the biggest rivals coming and hunting you down for that, City's not got to the best of starts. But how confident are you with Spurs that they can continue in their form and eventually get that Champions League's place? Because that's a, that's a huge, huge... Uh, sort of achievement for Spurs, given where they were a year ago, to get that Champions League spot. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not completely focusing and uh, focusing on the Champions League spot. So, I mean, let, let's see what happens in the second half of the season. As you already said, things can change drastically. Uh, but so the important thing that we have in our favor is that we've got one big game per week. So we don't have to focus much on the other other games as per. So we've got a county cup game this week. I think. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Skinner would probably be rotating a lot in that. And we've got 
some squad depth uh, this season. So uh, the signings that we made uh, this season were Ubogagu and Molly Bartrip in the at the back. So these two have Ubogagu not so much, but Molly Bartrip has featured a lot. Uh, and 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 is the starter along with Zardowski. So those two, I think, have been the building block for us, uh, keeping a solid defense at the back, and ha- have got us to play. I mean, the only game we lost uh, in the WSL this season was against Brighton, and I think the way I went into the game was okay. The way that we have been performing in the previous games, that has to be a win. If not a win, that was should have been a draw. But we conceded on a set piece in that game as well. So I mean I think there's a video going around on Twitter of of an interview of Rachel Williams where she says that uh, that's one of the areas that they have been looking and they'll be uh, looking to remove the set piece goals that we are conceding uh, in in many in many games now and that 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 video was kind of a reflective of the performance that we had on that day and the performance that performances that we have been having in this whole season. I think the players have really uh, catched on to what uh, Skinner wants from them, and they believe in, in her most importantly, and they are willing to run for her as much as they have to. And in in that video that I'm referring to, you can check it out on Twitter on on the Spurs Women feed. She says that if this game goes on till 120th minute, uh, the Arsenal game, even then they'll continue to run no matter what. So they have they have a sense of. A sense of responsibility for the club, kind of, and they have belief in the way that Skinner wants them to play. So I think the the unity would take us so far, uh, but at the end, if we are if we continue to get some help from the bench, like we have been in the previous game, so uh, Rosel Ayan has been chipping in from from the bench, and we have been getting help from Angel Addison as well. So there are the squad this season is way better than the last season, I would say, and. There was star power last season, but uh, I mean, in terms of Morgan. But this season, I think we we've got not star power, so as to say, but we've got lots of players who can chip in. So the Champions League, I'm I'm still not thinking of it as of now. There's there are lots of games to go, but no matter where we finish, there there has been a clear progress this season compared to where we were last season. I mean, hell, uh, we we haven't even got a point against Arsenal in in our history. So we we got that, and we were that that close to getting a win. So mm. th- there's there's clearly there's clearly a, 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 an upward trend of, of this team, and that there are only better days coming. Uh, I found my quote for the thumbnail. Great. Uh- <laughs> I mean, if you if you ask me what. based on what harsh said it i think it only shows that you know the league is progressing in the right direction because for the first time like you know in a, a north london derby actually felt like a north london derby yeah, yeah. in the women's game because otherwise it's always one sided and you're like oh you know arsenal is going to win like yeah. but like really pro- like i'll say props to rian skinner for actually you know making the team so good because like arsenal fan or not you have to you have to accept that they played well Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that, and I I do agree. I think yesterday I, I wasn't watching the game, but when I checked the score and it was Spurs one, I was like, oh, okay. I had to quickly go on Twitter to see if anyone had like started started a meltdown or something. Arsenal Twitter had started. I mean, didn't you see of... my tweets? I was having a meltdown. Yeah, but I do. I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, but I'll tell. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you something. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. No, no, but that's I'll fine. I'll tell you something. Uh. because if i don't say this i think every gunner out there is just going to kill me uh is the fact that the referee 
my mm. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you yeah, yeah. yeah 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 there was this one clear chance where we had where Jordan Hobbs was actually scoring and Ashley Neville kind of fouled Beth Mead and that and that referee does not understand the meaning of uh, advantage. <laughs> and like, you know, she literally stopped the game and, you know, Jordan had the goal in, like, you know, in the, like the ball is in the back of the net and, you know, she she blew her whistle and she was like, no, no, no. And I think in that case, Ashley Neville was happy getting that yellow card because that meant the goal didn't go in. And I am telling you, everyone was so upset yesterday. Like, I don't think there's one person on Twitter yesterday I did not see who was not talking about the referee because she was, I shouldn't yeah. say things. No, I, I, because I was watching the highlights or something on YouTube, uh, the full game on YouTube and one of the comments was ref and then the timestamp. So I was like, ah, okay, something must have happened there. No, because I'll, I'll tell you something. Throughout the game, uh, there were so many fouls that were there and, you know, there were there were chances that, you know, she was not taking in and there were incidences where, you know, she was calling the foul late or sometimes she was not even calling them out. And then, you know, the one foul that, you know, could have gone as an advantage, she stuck, yeah. she like, she just called it out and she was like, no way. Like, Looks like yeah, someone was, else had a mental fatigue. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no offense against Harsh, but everyone was like, uh, you know, the referee, instead of the black t-shirt, she could have just worn her spurs kit and, you know, she could have just <laughs> run around everywhere. <laughs> no, because it seemingly felt like that because it, it, it was kind of annoying because if if you notice, we could have gotten that as a goal. And then if we would have had Viv as another goal, then that would have, you know, seemingly changed the whole game again. But then yeah. again, that is not the first game we are facing referee issues. Uh, not seemingly just for Arsenal games. This has happened throughout the WSL seasons. So if, you know, we want to make this league a better league and the best in the world, as they like to call it, you have to make certain changes. And the referee is literally I mean, the first yeah. game. Yeah, but, I mean, the Premier League's been having this issue for a long time and still considered one of the best leagues. I, I get it. I do get it. I mean, there def- definitely has to be. Even in the Premier League, the, even the WSL, I mean, st- referee standards need to go up. But the one thing I do say about referee decisions is that it's almost like karma in a way. Like, so if you get bad decisions now, maybe next year or maybe in the second half, you get the good decision. It's always so, sort of evens itself I, out. Of- I can agree with every gunner on this is that uh, I don't think Arsenal in the Premier League have had the liberty to enjoy that happening in the second season or the next season as you like as you're saying right now yeah, yeah I, and, I, I, and yeah. this actually kind of uh, puts us level with that uh, Chelsea offside goal by Beth Mead yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we've been hearing too much about it so now we are level basically you can't say awesome. you can't use that against us <laughs> Awesome. All right. Great. So I guess that's all the time we have for this particular review. So thank you, Anithi and Harsh, for coming on to this podcast, giving your thoughts on this. It was a pleasure having you on here and a great review talking about this game. Hopefully, we can have you back for the return like fixture whenever that is, uh, I guess, second half of the season. We probably have a clearer idea of where these teams stand by then. But until then, thank you for coming on here, giving your thoughts on this game. And I can't wait to host you in the near future. Thank you for having us. Thank you. No I, I'm, I know I'm going to be back somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, with some draw, the other I'm sure later on. Uh, but yeah, so thank you to those of you listening to this entire podcast. If you are listening to this on uh, various podcast platforms like Spotify, Google Podcast, Audio, uh, I mean Apple Podcast, then do follow us on those platforms. You can also check out the entire video uh, if you are a member or a patron of this podcast. I do recommend you go check that out. 
the links are in the description go check out our patreon page it, uh yeah, i know it's yeah, it probably you have to pay a little more for this type of content but it probably helps it helps the channel as well helps me get better equipment all of that stuff and yeah the video is actually available for all members so whether in the lowest tier or the highest tier you get all of that but you can go check out there are so many more benefits early access um you know you get your own solo bonus episode that you want to do you get to have veto power on any sort of poll that we do all of that go check it out uh it's really really interesting and yeah i'll catch you all on episode 9 i'm quickly losing track but it's hardly been episode 8 but yeah i'll catch you all next week or uh, where we'll be reviewing another game uh from the weekend uh, i guess that's about it for episode number 8 of the mws series season 2 i'm your host pradi once again you stay safe and see you